All right. We're back with another episode of Spiked here. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. And, well, Steven and I are both enjoying our time off from work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steven's been enjoying his time much longer than me, but it's been about two weeks for me now. Oh, man. Yeah, I... I don't know if we ever told my listeners that I'm not working. Oh. Have we? I Maybe not. I mean, I, it, I think most of them being like our friends probably know. Um, <laughs> but also, I feel like it would be pretty unusual for you to be traveling as much as you're traveling if you were employed. <laughs> okay. that That's a very fair point. <laughs> That'd be a lot of vacation. <laughs> yeah. That's... I, I would never have been able to to accomplish this at my last job, much less most jobs. Right. <laughs> uh, even with unlimited vacation, like that's a, that's a lot of time you're not working. Yep. Uh, so, well, neither of us are working right now. Um, I've got a few more weeks before I start my new job. And then um, part of my quest, I guess, quest to log while I'm taking some time off uh, is to clean up my apartment that I haven't cleaned up in. Oh, I don't know. Is is this your, uh, your active quest or yes, it's somewhere down in the log. No, it's something I've been trying to do, you know, a little bit of every day. Um, I've done a little bit more of like a lot in one day and then not much for like three or four days. And then a lot in (laughs) one day. So like the average is still pretty high. Uh, but the actual like dispersion of <laughs> tasks is is well, they're quite dispersed. <laughs> so it is a it is a very bursty yes throughput. <laughs> yes, yep, yep, yep. So um, earlier last week, I started cleaning out my closet in the bedroom, and there's a lot of stuff in that closet. I got through maybe like a fourth, and it took me eight hours. Uh, oh my god! Yes. I have collected a lot of stuff over the years. You're saying this is this is like a this is a work weeks. Oh worth yes, of effort to oh, clean out yeah. the closet. Just the closet. This is closet. I mean, it's not that big. It's a walk-in closet, but it's it's not that big. Like I can probably yeah, is... well, if the floor was clean, if I walked <laughs> in there, I could probably take I don't know five steps. So it, I mean, it's not huge, um, but it's big enough. This is uh, a luxury that us city kids are unaccustomed to. <laughs> not not only a closet, but a closet you can take five steps into. That's some people's kitchens. <laughs> I I suppose that's true. <laughs> so what what was what was what's in this closet that is taking uh, thirty plus hours to to sort through and and clean up uh well i had to go through my clothes and try on stuff and decide like what i want to keep and what i don't want to keep um mostly what was taking a long time was just papers that have stacked up like you know medical bills and Mm -hmm. you know frisbee's report cards from when she stays at her uh boarding place and i just had to go through everything and decide like do i need to keep this do i need to shred this you know where am i gonna keep this if i do keep it (laughs) Because uh, I've got a, a like a bunch of folders, so I mean, like I've got a filing drawer in my desk, but it's kind of overflowing at this point. Oh, um, you know, I've got sections like health and insurance and like employment and housing and stuff like that, and 
you know, at this point, you know, I've had it for four and a half years and it's just too full. So I've, I've moved to the closet where I've got folders, like big, thick, um, I don't even know what you call them. They're like, these pull-out folders that have kind of a band that go around them. They're really expensive. I think for like 10, I paid like 50 or $60. Oh, wow. Okay. Are they, would you say they look like accordions? Yes. So those are accordion folders. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that That is the actual name for them. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so do, do you have any of these? How do you even know what they are? Oh, yeah, yeah. I... I have one for holding receipts and like medical stuff. Clearly, maybe I just buy less. I definitely don't buy less per se. I definitely used to buy a lot of things, but I am able to get away with one of them. Mm. And well, I could probably honestly fit all of my papers into one or two of them, but I have them separated out so that I know mm-hmm. where things are. Yeah, my family used to used to have a bunch of these, especially small. Uh, wallet-sized ones for holding receipts. And oh, coupons. cute! I didn't know you could have a wallet-sized one. These ones are like full, like printer paper size. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I've got one for my car, which has a ton of paperwork from just buying my new car back in November. And then, you know, I've got one for Frisbee and all of her medical records. And well, uh, Asian pro tip: uh, you can probably find them for half that price at Dollar Tree or your. Your local discount store. Oh, hmm. I've never honestly like walked into a Dollar Tree. I mean, like there's a five and below near me mm-hmm. that I've gone into, but that I've never actually like browsed beyond looking at like the toys. I I used to love ninety nine cent stores with the same passion I would bring to going into a toy store. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Partially because. Since everything was cheaper, I had more buying power in those stores than than in the, the toy stores. Mm, that makes sense. So you you have a whole bunch of these, and that's that was like your first day. Yes, that was worth? my first day worth of going through papers and clothes and stuff. So the whole reason why I brought this story up in the first place was because while I was going through papers and. Uh, it was just like stuff that had collected on my desk. And at one point, Caitlin cleaned my desk and she was like, here's a bunch of papers that I shouldn't be looking at because they're not my papers and stuff that, you know, I just need to get off your desk so that I can clean your desk. And she just moved them into the closet, um, which is totally fair. I probably would have done the same thing. I appreciated her cleaning my desk. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And in this pile of everything under the sun, I found... Um, a code well i found a that like little insert that they put in like a new ds game that's got you know codes for downloadable content and mm-hmm. uh it was for final fantasy explorers oh man. <laughs> and i thought well i have well so I, first i looked at the expiration date and i said oh it's expiring this year my options are either to use it or throw it out and since i am like being very strict with myself, I was like, well, I have to do something with this. I'm not just going to put it aside and wait until later. Uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't, what if I want to play this game at some point in time? I don't want to lose these codes. So I pulled out my DS <laughs> and I played Final Fantasy Explorers with, with the explicit intent to 
just put in these DLC codes and then stop. And and the time the the few minutes it took for you to put in that code probably doubled your total playtime of Final Fantasy Explorers. Well, my playtime of Final Fantasy Explorers was zero before. Oh, I didn't realize you haven't even booted. I thought you were like at least no. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a full like one hundred percent increase, but actually it didn't take me a couple minutes because they made me go through all the tutorials before it was oh, God. I, before I could enter any codes. So it wasn't even a, a quick enter at the title nope. screen deal. This is a legit. I spent forty five minutes playing this game. <laughs> oh, gee. So. So the thing that finally gets you to play Final <laughs> Fantasy Explorers is the fear is of not, losing. Yeah, it's it's not love of the game. It's not an appreciation for the gift. It's not it's not guilt at not playing your <laughs> gift. It's guilt at losing something that could be valuable or <laughs> exclusive even. <laughs> It was fear of losing those codes in the event that one day maybe I would possibly <laughs> want to play this game. Yes, one day, unlike the full year you've spent year not playing the game. Is it a year? It's been longer than that, I think. <laughs> Didn't I get it before PAX, or I got it around PAX South two years ago? Oh, yeah, I'm looking this up. PAX South in... 2016, I think. So I guess a little over a year. Not as long as I thought. Yeah, thankfully, our uh, our website at swagtier.com has fantastic tags on all of our episodes, <laughs> letting me see every episode in which we've mentioned Final Fantasy Explorers. And we actually only mentioned it at March 20th, 2016. Hmm. In our first explicit episode. Oh, boy. Maybe we just didn't talk about it before then. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was a thing before then, because, like, by then <laughs> it had been a couple months <laughs> since I received my gift that sure, I had yet sure. to open. <laughs> so, finally played that game. Did you, I mean, in that 55, 45 minutes, was that enough to enjoy the game? Um, It was okay. To be honest, like I was trying to rush through all the tutorials, so I wasn't like reading mm. any of the dialogue boxes. So I had a lot of trouble actually doing the tutorials because the <laughs> game's not exactly intuitive. <laughs> right, a Monster Hunter style game has a lot of nuances. Yeah, and not having really played Monster Hunter before, like I'm not familiar mm -hmm. with the typical nuances that that type of game has. So. I, like, rushed through all the tutorial boxes and then, like, tried to do the actual, you know, they send you out on a few quests to learn, like, you know, to figure out how to use your special abilities and to figure out how to use some crystal power. I forget. But I spent a lot longer doing these, like, trying to figure them out on my own before I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, like, restart this thing and go actually oh, read the the box because I can't do, I clearly cannot do this on my own. <laughs> I, I need these instructions. <laughs> so that probably contributed to the length of time that I played. Uh, just fooling around. Yeah. Yeah, it was a journey. And then I finally <laughs> put in the codes and I put it away. And who knows if I will ever play that game again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I know I'll, too. 
unless you find another code lying around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was pretty bad. And since that has been a long-running swag tier joke, I wanted to you guys to be the first to know oh my God. that I finally played this game. Once and for all. Yeah. Well, you know, the last time we mentioned it was December 19th. So it was, uh, it was a good few months before for our last Final Fantasy Explorers episode. And now we're now we're fully featuring it. Now we can lay it to rest. <laughs> so other than that, that's that was kind of the the highlight. Would it be the highlight of my last week or would it be the low light? I'm not really sure. I <laughs> kind of both simultaneously. It, it it was a good story, so <laughs> I'll say it's the highlight. Oh boy! <laughs> so other games that we've been playing, we my schizophrenic self. Um, have did we talk about Snake Pass? I don't think we did. We we mentioned maybe you mentioned it directly to me that it was finally out. Yeah. And you were going to download it immediately. <laughs> yes, so I did download that. Um, Snake Pass is... Oh, I don't know what it's on. I think it's on Xbox One, PS4, Steam, possibly yeah, Wii. I don't know. But it's, you know, it's a little... Not a full... I don't want to say it's not a full-featured game. Because, I mean, it's a full game. But it's not like a $60 game. It was a $20 right, game. Right, It's an indie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's an indie game um, that... I think you were the first person that brought our attention to it, right? I was probably like, hey, Megan and Kaylin, people who like snakes, there's this um, game all person. about. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, there's this game about being a snake and wrapping your snake body around things to platform around levels. Which is like the perfect marriage of Caitlin's interests and my interests. <laughs> because I love platformers and she loves snakes and that works out. So we watched the trailers for this game and we were super excited about it. And then we got a chance to try it at PAX East and it was really good. So that was kind of like an insta buy for us. So then it, we remembered they mentioned that it would come out in either end of March or early April. And so I'd been checking the website and then one day I checked and it was like, oh, Snake Pass is out now. So we bought it immediately. <laughs> and it's actually like, it's a really good game. Like it, I'm not regretting the purchase at all. What platform did you buy it for? Um, Xbox One. I had to think about that for a second because we played it on PS4 at uh, PAX East. Is the Xbox One your your kind of primary platform or if you have a choice you'll buy it there yeah i guess so uh that's where we bought overcooked um and that's where we watch netflix so it's, it's only our primary platform in that it's the one that's hooked up most frequently and i don't mm -hmm. have to change cables around hmm. okay i do prefer the xbox controller to the ps4 controller mm -hmm. just in terms of comfort and i guess maybe even battery life too because PS4's controller has that light up stuff on the back, which I could turn off to conserve battery life, but also I like light up things, so I don't. <laughs> Your love of glowy things. Okay, so would you say 
Okay, so you you like the game? It's a yes. positive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really good game. Um, it's there's tons of stuff to collect. Like you can collect these blue orbs, you can collect these coins, but it's actually like it's really hard. We've spent upwards of like thirty or forty five minutes, like just trying to get one coin that's kind of like in easy to die areas and actually like a bunch of the achievements end up being like things like death means nothing to you because you've just died so many times trying to get something so i think that was kind of what the designers had in mind is that you would end up dying a lot in your attempts to collect everything wow that is not what i expected from a very like vibrant looking game yeah this is this game is no joke we had to change the controls to like there's like a default option and then there's also like an easy option and we had to change it to easy (laughs) and it honestly didn't make that much of a difference but at least we like feel better mentally man you know the the guys from penny arcade in their snake pass comic which we didn't really understand (laughs) they had a write-up about snake pass and they also mentioned the the difficulty was punishing yes It's it's really difficult to move that snake around yes it is but it's but so this is like a good example of like the difficulty in a game like high difficulty that is not a deterrent to playing because mm-hmm. i've played some games so what's the there's a game now that's like really well known for being hard is it dark souls dark souls and super meat boy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah two standouts so i haven't played dark souls i've just heard of how difficult it is um i think dark souls is uh, no pun intended, probably too darkly themed for me. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, so that's why I've stayed <laughs> away from that. You would see this game and just start, like, crying and then leave the room. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> but I imagine that that game is a game that would be too difficult for, like, a, for it to be fun for me to play. It, it's definitely known for being um, sort of it, like Monster Hunter. Huh. Oh, boy. Um, a precise slow deliberate action game um that is punishing when you get hit yeah i wouldn't like that <laughs> <laughs> you know there's other games where like oh you get hit it's like oh ha 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 like i'll just take off like a tiny bit of your health bar don't get hit again this one is real tough hmm. um plus there are penalties on death if you can't get back to your body and find the exp that you've just lost yeah see that i don't like at all because i'm the kind of person that you know even though gears of war is designed to be like a cover game like you cover to shoot i'm still the one that runs out into the middle of like the locust horde and i'm like okay i'm just gonna shoot everybody from here (laughs) and then i die and i wonder why Um, (laughs) stupid game (laughs) yeah stupid game why (laughs) glitching hacking and ai's hacking but Snake Pass is uh, a more is still difficult while while you can kind of understand the difficulty. You get really quick um, retries. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to say death's not punishing because like obviously if you die you die, uh, but like usually so, so you can like go over a checkpoint as many times as you want. Um, so like if I'll I'll go and I'll collect a bunch of stuff. And then I'll find one that's really oh, hard nice. to collect. And then mm-hmm. I'll run over the checkpoint. And then, you know, I can just continue to try to get that one collectible for as long as I want until I get it. Uh, for as long as I need to to get it. Uh, Got it. 
Right. And then I, you know, so it's not punishing in the sense of like, I've just lost all the progress that I made. It's punishing in the sense of I am spending a lot of time trying to do this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's no penalty to it. Like I die, I just go back and try again. And it's instant gratification in a sense. Yeah. Super Meat Boy has a similar kind of philosophy where there are very short levels in this platformer, um, very tight controls. And when you die, you can immediately restart the level with a press of a button. And there's, mm -hmm. there's little to no delay between when you hit restart and when you start the level again. Mm -hmm. It kind of expects you to die very often. And when you finally do complete the level, you'll see a replay of all your attempts at the level at this like spawning from the same point and going out at the same time mm -hmm. so you'll see all the paths you tried and failed because you hit some environmental hazard oh neat i would recommend it except for the game is also kind of dark and very bloody <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i think that that is a game i would like in terms of mechanics uh but I am so grossed out by the fact that he's like a meatball that I just don't think I could ever play that game. Yeah, we would need a, an entire like re-theme of the game. Mm, gross. <laughs> or I guess you just like play as puppies and all the environmental hazards are like, I don't know, loving owners who want to hug the puppy instead of letting the puppy get to its treat. Or they could be big giant people in costumes <laughs> that scare the crap out of dogs. For example, um, yesterday we took Frisbee to meet the Easter Bunny. Oh my God. Uh, that was not really on purpose. Um, we just... <laughs> An accidental Easter Bunny meeting? <laughs> yes, an accidental Easter Bunny meeting. Um, How many people can claim that? Not many. Uh, but, you know, we took her to uh, the place where we, you know, leave her for daycare uh, once in a while. And yesterday just happened to be the day that the Easter Bunny was visiting, i.e. they were they had one of their staff members dressing up as an Easter Bunny and then this taking pictures guy. of all the dogs. Yeah, I know this poor guy. Uh, and the poor dogs, too. Like, Frisbee likes to chase bunnies. I can't imagine what she thought when she saw a giant one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she barked a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, you weren't even there. Oh, no, no. We, like, we dropped her off for daycare. So she, she was there for, like, you know, five or six hours by herself. <laughs> well, not by herself, but without us. Uh, and they so, just... so it was strangers that posed Frisbee with this bunny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And a strange bunny. Did you even know this was going on before you picked her up? Yes. Yeah, so I, I did know this was okay. going on. They they sent out an email earlier last <laughs> week that was like, oh, you know, the Easter Bunny's visiting this facility some on Saturday or whatever. And I didn't pay any attention to it. But then uh, we ended up going to D.C. yesterday. Uh, and we were like, oh, well, while we're down in D.C., we should let her go play, uh, have a play date. And then it, we were like, oh, yeah, remember today is Easter Bunny Day. And, of course, Caitlin oh, was all about it. She was like, oh, this is great. Like, I can't wait to see the pictures of Frisbee and the Easter Bunny. And I was thinking, so this... like, poor Frisbee. Yeah, I mean, all right. So there's a couple avenues I want to attack at this. <laughs> so first, 
is that these these doggy daycare companies still boggle my mind that they can provide such a level of care and attention and now promotion to entice people to spend lots of money there. Like someone in their marketing department said, you know what would attract more people to come today? Tom, I'm getting you a bunny suit. How tall are you? Are you going to get a bunny suit? Are we going to get all these dogs? Are we going to take pictures of them? Are we going to give copies to all our guests? All yeah. these, these, this Easter bunny is going to bring all the dogs to the yard. Oh, my God. Well, and so apparently they do this for all the holidays. We were looking at their Facebook oh page God. yesterday. Yeah, I didn't realize this. because This so is they, a feature. It is a feature. They posted all the pictures of the dogs on their Facebook page. And then Caitlin was looking through them. And then she was like, oh, my God, why didn't we take her on St. Patrick's Day? And I don't know what they had, like a leprechaun? I'll have to go look. I didn't actually look through the pictures. I'll go look oh, now. Okay, I'm going to their page. I'm looking at their photos. This is ridiculous. They don't even do this for regular kids in regular daycare. Oh, here's a Valentine's Day post of dogs and hearts <laughs> that say, I love my family. <laughs> Actually, we laughed yesterday because we were looking at the pictures and there was another Westie that was there at the same time that Frisbee was. And oh, my God. Okay, I'll, I'll finish this thought, and then I'll segue into my next thought. Uh, and we had to look at the picture for, like, maybe two or three minutes to be like, is this dog Frisbee? I can't tell. They look so similar. <laughs> Ultimately, we were like, it's not Frisbee, but it was pretty close. <laughs> uh, and now this other thought that I had is I'm looking at the St. Patrick's Day pictures, and it's of dogs in little tiny green sparkly hats, like top hats. And green sparkly bow ties. Well, at least it's not a leprechaun. Yeah, that's true. But maybe that will be what they do next year, since it seems like that that album, that St. Patrick's Day album, has like 30-something pictures in it. And this Easter Bunny album has like 80-something pictures in it. <laughs> so I think one was a much bigger hit than the other. So you're saying that more people brought in their dogs... Not necessarily because of the Easter Bunny, but definitely there was some contributing factor of the Easter Bunny. So this works. Yeah, I guess oh, it does work. God. And like, there's a ton of comments on this album of people being like, thanks for doing this to, uh, oh, dog boarding place. <laughs> <laughs> Try not this to give away is... too much information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially as I'm just, I've been face palming for the last five minutes. <laughs> that... As a sponsorship loss, you don't want to lose. Well, I, I mean, I'm not unhappy about it. I mean, I think it's kind of a cute idea, but it is a little silly. And um, I feel bad for Frisbee. <laughs> she looks pretty miserable in her picture. She looks like the unhappiest dog. <laughs> we'll post oh. the picture with the episode notes. You know, this, this whole industry just blows my mind. I... That's what you I could do. It's... You could start like a gourmet, like luxury dog hotel. Minus the fact that you don't like dogs. Yeah, that <laughs> would be 
a pretty big factor <laughs> in my decision. I mean, you could just um, hire other people to take care of them. But this <laughs> this is lucrative. You'd make a lot of money. Yeah, I every time I, I talk about these dog hotels, and you've given me plenty of ammunition to talk about dog hotels, I I always think of how much money could be in this space. And then whenever you talk about like more things that these dog hotels are offering, I'm constantly reminded that I don't understand the industry or the owners or what they're willing to pay for. <laughs> I would never have thought to tell Tom from accounting to put on that bunny suit and get in front of these dogs. <laughs> I mean, I think the more ridiculous things are, <laughs> the the more likely it is that they'll work. <laughs> Dog owners are crazy. And we just want the best for our pups. All right. That's maybe, yeah. Oh, God. I still can't. I need to wrap my head around this. <laughs> <laughs> you can put a dog on a hoverboard and... And have, have it the, steal some PlayStation 4s. And have it, have it steal some <laughs> PlayStation 4s, which is a throwback to an episode that we never aired. So, Oh, sh- <laughs> damn it. I almost cursed there, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, we'll leave that, uh, that tantalizing business idea as a way to close out this episode of Spect here. Yo-yo. Wolf, Easter Bunny, Easter Bunny, I hate you. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> no! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee! Shut up!